0: Well, the only thing scarier than the song leader changing the song at the last minute is the Lord changing your message at the last minute. That hasn't changed tonight, so we will be in Psalm 88, psalm 88 tonight. I think I mentioned this morning that uh, I don't believe I've ever uh, preached this psalm before, uh, but Rich, I'm, I'm excited to preach it tonight. It's, it's part of God's Word. It's uh, His words that we need. Can you hear me okay tonight? Can you hear me? All right, good, uh, brother. Brother, <laughs> thank you, brother. Ray, uh, praise God. Uh, psalm eighty-eight uh, would appear uh, to be a prayer uh, of a man in a time of affliction. Look, look with me here uh, at the title of the psalm. It says, "A song uh, or psalm for the sons of Korah, uh, these Levites who served at the temple." That that idea is familiar to us. This. A song or, or psalm that was prepared for worship, for service uh, at the temple, written or offered to the chief musician, upon Mahalath uh, Lien Noth, uh, this would have the idea of, of a time of trouble uh, in a general sense. And certainly uh, that would seem to be the case as we uh, begin to work our way through the psalm. This is a man uh, who is suffering, brother Ray, what, what seems to be a great affliction uh, seems to be physical in nature. He feels like he is uh, very close to death after a long struggle uh, with an affliction. And, and maybe he is. Uh, maybe he just doesn't just feel that way. Maybe that's uh, exactly uh, where he is. There, there's some poetic language in the psalm tonight. Uh, as there often is in the psalms their their poetry but uh, i think we can see that 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 poetic language points to a literal physical affliction uh, a great trial that has gone on for uh, a great period of time this man's in some distress brother richard as a result of this he's it seems to be that that he's struggling emotionally uh with with this difficulty. there's there's a spiritual trial there's a physical trial there's an emotional struggle uh, that, that he is dealing with here tonight. Now, let me just stop for a moment and, and ask you this. Have you been uh, in a place, maybe it was a physical affliction, maybe, uh, may, maybe you're there tonight, uh, maybe there's some physical thing happening, uh, I was going to say in your life, in your body tonight, uh, maybe, there's, maybe there was some other struggle, some other trial, an affliction of some other form that went on for a period of time uh, and as the lord allowed it con- to continue as much as you knew or or know if it's happening tonight the lord's in control and he has his good purposes it just began to take a toll on you do you know what i mean Gary we we know right we we know some of you know uh better than i a, a, a great trial of any form a physical one perhaps especially it it you can find yourself in a place where it's pretty distressing not just physically but psychologically emotionally spiritually uh, the lord gives us the prayer of a man tonight records this for us uh, a man who seems to be at that place now brother a metric I, I look at this and i say you know what what might be some of the lord's purposes for a psalm like this and no doubt there's a variety of purposes and i think we'll we'll hit on some of them tonight but Uh, I look at it tonight and I, number one, I'm just encouraged that if the Lord has caused a man, and and, and these are the Lord's words, right? Penned down by man. No doubt this man was experiencing these things, but the Lord has moved him through the inspiration process to pen these things down. Uh, Brother Ray, I, I can see tonight that the Lord understands Uh, He understands the struggles that we face. Of course, Christ dealt with uh, very severe afflictions, very severe uh, trials that were obviously physical in nature. He he experienced them uh, personally. But aren't you encouraged tonight when you can open your Bible and see uh, in the Bible uh, a man who is is struggling as we struggle sometimes? Uh, I look at that and I say, you know what? This is hard, but I'm encouraged that I can see that the Lord knows. He's acknowledging in his word that, that he understands that, that we experience great struggles. And, uh, and sometimes they take us right to the brink of what we think uh, that we can tolerate, that what, what we can deal with. Uh, the Lord understands that, uh, and he, he has an answer for that. And and rich more times than not that answer involves prayer doesn't it it, it involves prayer uh, recall please that we were recently in James uh, we studied through the book of James and uh, there in the last chapter of James James five we saw sort of the Lord's prescription when when you have a significant affliction a significant physical trial um, maybe turn there real fast let's let's just look at that again real real fast please don't lose your place but. Uh, flip uh, toward the end of the New Testament, if you would, please. Uh, We'll look at James, um, several verses there. I want to read this psalm tonight. We'll pray and we'll jump right in, okay? Uh, We saw in James um, the Lord's instruction, his prescription here, James 5, uh, beginning in verse 13, James writes, under inspiration, Is any among you afflicted? Uh, Let him, what's the next word, church? What is it? What is it? Pray. Yeah, pray. Uh, Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them what? Pray uh, over him, uh, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Uh, Remind us again tonight, this, this seems to be a New Testament practice. This is Something that is still for today, uh, I believe. Scripture is fairly clear about that. Verse 15 says, and the what of the faith? Uh, The prayer of prayer. Prayer, so uh, three times now in in three verses. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if if he have committed sins, uh, they shall be forgiven. Uh, and so we're reminded that in, in a general sense, at least the Lord's prescription for physical affliction uh, involves prayer. It doesn't mean that we ignore uh, medical help that the Lord uh, makes available to us. Certainly, that would not be good stewardship of our health, but uh, neither do we leave out prayer. Uh, I saw my doctor this week, and I can't remember if I shared this already, but uh, I was sharing... Um, the situation my, my little testimony about how i had that foot pain uh last it was this week right i got up to preach um and and all of a sudden that terrible foot pain it, it was just gone it, like miraculously it was so bad i didn't know if i'd be able to stand and preach when i came into the church it was a little better when i left the piano and came up here it was just gone by the way it hasn't returned either and, and it was bad uh you know i was having visions of surgeries and stuff like that it was bad uh, Brother Ray, God can do that. And I shared that with my doctor, and maybe I told you this already. Forgive me if I did. Uh, he said, you know, physicians put on bandages, but the Lord does the healing. <laughs> yeah, amen. Uh, amen. Uh, prayer of the faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be uh, forgiven him. Now, we understand that sometimes... A physical affliction can be the Lord's chastening for sin in uh, humble, repentant prayer uh, would be the answer to that, and, and a lot of times God will lift the affliction in the face of humble repentance uh, if, in fact, the affliction was caused, uh, was the Lord's chastening. Is that always the case? Brother, is affliction always the chastening of the Lord? We, we know it's not. Uh, we can see examples in Scripture, Job, and we'll, we'll come back to Job tonight. Job's trials and afflictions were not the cause; his sin was not the cause uh, of them. Lord had other purposes. So, uh, in James, we see uh, the importance of uh, calling for prayer if if you are the sick person, Uh, and then here in Psalm 88 tonight, we see the importance of uh, you praying as well. That's part of the equation. Uh, you praying for yourself as well uh, and praying specifically and um, crying out to the Lord um, um, without ceasing, uh, fervently, uh, praying specifically some of those principles that we, uh, we speak of so much because we see them in scripture so much. We'll, we'll see some of that here uh, tonight as well. Uh, if you're able to stand, would you please, as we read through Psalm 88, if, if you're unable to, that's that's fine, but uh, if you're able to stand, I'd like to read here in Psalm 88 tonight. Um, we've looked at the title, so come down to the balance of verse 1. Uh, this man's prayer, O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried uh, day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. Lord, hear my prayer, right? Uh, Verse 3, for my soul is full of troubles and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. Maybe it was, uh, or maybe he just felt that way. I'm counted, verse 4, with them that go down into the pit. I am as, as a man that hath no strength. Uh, free among the dead like the slain that lie in the grave whom thou rememberest no more and and they are cut off from thine hand. He says thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness uh, in the deeps thy wrath lieth hard upon me. Maybe he understood that his affliction might have been the result of sin. Thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. He's speaking to the Lord. Selah. Stop there. Pause. Consider this. He continues in verse 8. Thou hast put away mine acquaintances, my acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I'm shut up. I cannot come forth. He's shut in. Mine eye mourneth tears by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I've stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Uh, shall the dead arise and, and praise thee? If I die, will, will I be able to praise you to others? Say la. Verse eleven: Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Will I be able to declare your loving kindness to others? Uh, from the grave, or or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known uh, in the dark, in thy righteousness, in the land of forgetfulness? Verse 13, he continues, But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer uh, prevent thee, or come before you. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? That's how he feels. Why hidest thou thy face from me? That's how he feels. I'm afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. Sounds like he's been sick going through this trial uh, for, for a period of time. Well, I suffer thy terrors, I, I'm distracted. We'll look at that phrase. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend, hast thou put far from me and uh, mine acquaintance into darkness? This, this is a man experiencing a great trial uh, and some emotional and practical consequences uh, of a great trial. Rich, he's praying. He's taking it all to the Lord. Let's, let's pray. We'll jump in here. Father, thank you, uh, Lord, tonight for this psalm. It is a desperate sounding situation. Uh, Lord, I thank you tonight that uh, no situation is is ever so desperate that can't come to you. Uh, we can always cry out to you. Lord, I thank you tonight that you're always there for us. You have promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Father, I thank you that uh, you've commanded us to come boldly uh, to thy throne. You've commanded us to pray to seek prayer uh, during times of affliction and Lord, we thank you tonight for your instruction regarding prayer. Lord, I I pray tonight and thank you that in this psalm we can see you understand how difficult trials can be. Lord, I thank you tonight that you've shown us that you understand that. You understand it. Lord, you're there for us. We can always come to you and pray specifically and pray over great difficulty the grief that we experience uh, and count on you to be there for us lord in our most desperate hours i thank you that you are absolutely certainly always there for us help us not to forget that help us not to forget that you understand that you are there for us always no matter what father help me now i certainly need that i thank you for it and i pray that you just help us tonight lord to see some things that uh, we can begin applying practically uh, in our prayer life lord i love you i thank you i pray this in jesus name amen you may be seated um, i want to just jump jump right in here tonight and and keep going um want you see and, and please do make some notes if you're able to tonight i want you uh, to get uh, a number of things down here uh, some things tonight that may be very familiar that we see a lot. Maybe some things that are less familiar that will be good reminders tonight. Uh, but but make some notes here. Let's let's note some specific elements uh, of of this man's prayer. That this man who is experiencing such great distress during a time of, of physical trials. Uh, let's note some things. Rich, I think the Lord intends to be instructive uh, for us tonight. First thing I have you see here tonight. Uh, He prayed specifically. He he, he prayed very specifically. That's a principle that that we've seen and tried to emphasize uh, over the years as as we've observed this in in God's Word. Uh, It's it's, it's good to pray generally. It's even better to pray specifically. Gary, we talk a lot about um, praying a sort of general prayer. Lord, help us be yielded to you, uh, and then pray specific prayers as you lead us. Uh, as we yield to you and, and you respond uh, to our yieldedness with, with specific leading in our prayer, uh, Lord gives heart to to pray those specific things that, that you lay upon our hearts. So you know, we come at that from, from different directions based on where we are and what we observe in Scripture. But uh, certainly this man is praying very specifically about... Uh, the consequences of this trial that, that he is experiencing. So, number one, uh, he prayed specifically. In verse 3, he, uh, he prays, uh, my soul uh, is full of troubles. Sometimes we feel that way, for sure, no, most certainly. Brother Ray Mechick, the Lord understands that. He shows me right here. Uh, he gets that. He understands that. This man prays, my life draweth nigh or near... Uh, unto the grave maybe it was uh, maybe his physical affliction had progressed to the point that he actually was uh, near death he, he seems to be quite concerned about that he seems to be quite uh, grieved by that and so he what is he doing he's, he's praying specifically uh, lord, my whole being is filled up with trouble lord i uh, I, I feel like i'm i'm being drawn i'm i'm, I'm near the grave i'm, I'm about to pass uh, from this life to the next. Gary, we look at this and say, hey, you're, what's the trouble here? Sir, uh, brother, you're about to graduate from uh, a life of affliction and trouble and trial to uh, to a life that does not include those things. And uh, that said, we understand. Uh, if, if we're not focused on all of the blessings that are promised beyond the finish line, uh, it's very easy to find yourself in a place where You're just focused on the difficulty of the trial, the difficulty of the affliction, uh, rather than um, the blessings that will follow it. The fact that God's working in it and the blessings uh, that will follow. What's good about this, what's positive about this, Brother Ray, he's he's praying uh, and he's praying specifically. He's laying his heart out to the Lord. Uh, you may be inclined tonight to challenge his heart. Sir, I don't think you should feel that way. Don't you Don't you just love it when people tell you, I don't think you should feel that way? Don't you just love that? Uh, you know, I heard you, but I, I just don't think you should feel that way. Uh, well, who are we to tell people how they should feel? <laughs> Amen? Uh, I, I understand sometimes you, you might say that with a right heart. Listen, I understand how you're feeling, brother or sister, uh, but consider this. Consider this idea from scripture, or, or this scriptural principle. Maybe that help you view it another way, uh, and feel differently. So yeah, there's there's that kind of heart. But uh, short of that, sometimes we just tell people, I don't I don't think you should. Lord Lord, help us to be uh, careful in in how we respond to people who are dealing with. Uh, real burdens uh, and and turmoil. This man is at least bringing the way he feels to the Lord uh, fairly, fairly specifically. He continues in verse 4, I've encountered with them that go down into the pit. Uh, The grave is is what's in view here. I am as a man, this is poetic language here, so uh, a simile, I'm as or like a man uh, that hath no strength. Now, He's using a poetic construction there, but I think he feels like a man who literally, quite literally, uh, is without strength. You ever been there? Uh, you've been sick for a period of time, and, and you feel like your strength uh, is all used up. The, the, the reservoir is empty. The battery is uh, it's, it's drained out. The reserves are used up, and you feel like you just don't have strength to go on. It doesn't have to be a physical trial that, that causes you to feel that way. Uh, sometimes we feel that way, uh, and uh, this man is, is taking that trial, this aspect of his trial, and he's just bringing it to the Lord, uh, bringing it to the Lord. Uh, by the way, when you get to that place and you bring it to the Lord, Gary, what would be a good next prayer? You feel like my strength is all used up. I'm I'm exhausted. Uh, Lord, I'm, I'm just bringing this to you because that's that's where I am. What will be a good next prayer? Yeah, Lord, if it's your will to heal me or, or, or just to strengthen me again, uh, great. If, if not, that's a very yielded prayer. Uh, praise God. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, does the Lord always heal? We ask this question of ourselves all the time, right? We know the answer is no. Uh, he doesn't always heal this side of heaven we know that by the way does he sometimes he does sometimes we praise god for that he healed my foot pain brother ray and i, I think that was miraculous i really do is that a big deal not compared to other trials i understand that uh, we saw him work quite miraculously uh, in the life and body of jess uh this past week nothing short of of a miracle uh, nothing short of a miracle. Choose to see miracles. The Lord is still in the in the miracle doing business. Nothing short of a miracle. That said, we understand the Lord does not always heal, but He's always there with us and for us, uh, and His grace is always available to every believer. Uh, who yields to the Lord Lord here I am you know what I'm going through Uh, Gary if you heal me Lord great if you choose not to because you have a reason not to uh, fine but Lord I'm looking to you for your grace your strength to endure the trial that's always available and praise God for that don't don't lose sight of that the Lord you, you may have no strength left in yourself but there's always strength available from the Lord Praise God. Uh, I, I like to say this man praying that. He doesn't pray that exactly here, but maybe it's implied. Uh, may, maybe that's implied. Lord, I, my strength is gone. In bringing that truth to the Lord in prayer, maybe maybe the implication is, Lord, I, I need your strength. I, I wish I could see that here. Uh, but let's make that our prayer. Let's not just wish. Let's let's do. Uh, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom Thou rememberest no more. They are they are cut off from. Uh, thine hand, just bringing how he feels uh, to the Lord. Now, look at verse 6. Um, he, he is acknowledging, and I appreciate this. I, I hope you do too. Um, he's acknowledging that the Lord um, has not been absent from the situation. This, his trial is, is not just some random thing, Brother Ed. It's, it's not a trial that's been outside of God's control or his purview. The world is not just chaotic and and random. Aren't you glad for that? We don't live in a world of randomness and chaos. The Lord is in... It might look that way, but it's not that way. Amen? Amen. It might look that way, and certainly often it does, but it is not that way. The Lord is in control. Uh, He's present. He's active. He has his purposes. Uh, In in verse 6, the psalmist acknowledges that. He says, Thou... Uh, has laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, uh, in the deeps. Um, what's he saying? He's saying, well, he, he, he perceives that his situation is of the Lord. He, that's his perception. It is of the Lord. Now, Gary, we, we would look at that and, and say, well, you know, sure enough, the Lord has either sort of authored this situation as loving chastening or at least permitted this for some good and godly reason right uh, he, he's acknowledging that the lord is not absent in the situation he's present um, and he's active in this trial he's always acts with purpose i appreciate that we, we have a god who always acts with purpose he either authors uh, sovereignly uh, a situation or or permits it uh, to come into play uh, for a purpose. This this man acknowledges that, and we do well uh, to do the same. There's there's not there's no randomness. There's there's no chaos. Uh, we 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 live in a creation that is of God, uh, for God, uh, and and controlled by Him. Uh, we're not we're not Calvinists, but we have a sovereign God. Amen. Uh, Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in, in darkness, in the deep. Uh, In Psalm 40 and verse 2, David said uh, of the Lord, he brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. David gave credit to the Lord for delivering him from a trial. This this man says, Lord, I I get it. You've allowed, you've at least allowed, uh, you've placed me here. I I get that. I I acknowledge that. Uh, No doubt he's hopeful to be able to pray like David did, Lord, you brought me up out of this situation, uh, but he's not there yet. He, he's not there yet. Uh, in fact, he, he takes a moment in verse 7 uh, to acknowledge that the situation that he's in uh, might reflect the Lord's wrath, righteous anger, at his sin this has kind of been a theme we've we've been focusing on here recently um lord, lord is a god of wrath we, we understand that uh and he'll chasten his people uh in, in a righteous anger for uh good purposes to to correct us uh he, he has his purposes uh this man acknowledges uh, uh that uh, seems to be the case that that the lord is is angry at him and uh, he he's at least acknowledging that there might be some sin uh, that that the Lord is is correcting him for. He says, verse seven, praying still to the Lord, Thy wrath lieth hard upon me. Thou hast afflicted me uh, with all thy waves. That that's poetic language, but but picture that wave of affliction coming over you like a tidal wave, and then another wave of of correction, and another wave. Uh, of correction Gary we understand that so often we we believe if if when that first wave of of title wave of correction came if we just say Lord yeah I get it uh you've been convicting me uh I just need to agree with you this thing is sin and, and and you want me to confess that agree with you and repent of it forsake it in your strength not my right the the next wave might might not come this uh, this man seems to be kind of hinting at that. Sure enough, God, there there might be some sin in my life that has led you to uh, sort of lead me down this road where uh, you you intend to deal with sin uh, in my life uh, as as a God. Sure enough, who does have a uh, a great wrath, but a righteous wrath um, at sin. David acknowledged that uh, in Psalm thirty-eight. He said, rebuke me not in thy wrath, Lord, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. He, he acknowledged that uh, there are times when when the Lord will do that. But remember, it says a loving father. Uh, in Psalm 90, do you remember who who penned down Psalm 90? It's kind of an unusual uh, case. Uh, Moses is, is the writer, the penman. He says, for we are consumed by thine anger. It's a prayer. Uh, and by thy wrath, we are troubled. He acknowledges that... The Lord has a a righteous anger at sin, uh, and he will pour out correction in in various forms, through various trials um, at times. Uh, Would you turn to Jonah 2? Would you do that? Jonah 2? Can't help uh, when you see uh, the context of trials and allusions to poetic language at least to water and waves think about jonah maybe jonah's situation is not poetic language it's i believe it's actual literal history but we see some similar language here jonah 2 jonah 2 Had Jonah been obedient or disobedient leading up to this situation? Disobedient? Was he suffering some consequences for his disobedience? I would say. This actually happened? Yeah. This is the language of history. It's not poetry. There was poetic language incorporated, but this is the language of of historical account. Then Jonah, Jonah 2.1, prayed unto the Lord his God, out of the fish's belly. that's where he was. And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction. Yeah, he's suffering a trial and affliction and difficulty. I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. Yeah, the Lord has is chastening you and using this to cause you to turn your attention back to him, to cry out to him. He heard me, praise God, out of the belly of hell cried I. And there's some poetic language there. And thou heardest my voice. Well, praise God, we can be confident he hears our voice. Verse 3, for thou, he's praying, thou hast cast me into the deep. This is literal, in the midst of the seas, literally, uh, and the floods compassed me about literally, all thy billows, thy waves passed over me, quite literally. Verse 4, then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will again look toward thy holy temple. These literal waves were used by God to spin a man around, to cause him to consider his disobedience and to cry out to the Lord um, Confession and repentance are at least implied here. Verse 5, the waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds uh, were wrapped about my head. Much more could be said. We could look much more at Jonah. We don't have time to tonight. But literal waves. <laughs> Lord using literal waves to address a man's disobedience, uh, his sin. Come back to our passage here uh, in Psalm 88. Psalm um, Not literal waves here, but poetic ones. Thy wrath, verse 7, lieth hard upon me, Lord. uh, And thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Selah. Lord, I'm in a tough place. I know that it might be because of my sin. Uh, Certainly what's implied is convict me of that. Give me a heart to confess that. Gary, that's a good prayer too, right? You're in a tough, tough place. uh, Lord, search my heart. Uh, Lord, it seems like you, you're, you're allowing some trial here, and uh, it's not always, trials are not always chastening. They're not always correction, sometimes though they are. You find yourself in, a, in what seems like a, a trial, a time of chastening, perhaps. We do well to say, to pray, Brother Ray, Lord, search my heart. Show me, convict me. If there's something that needs to be confessed, give me a heart to agree, to confess, to repent, to forsake off the sin uh, to put on obedience lord search my heart uh gary a lot of times there's there's no need for the search lord's already convicted us and we already know <laughs> but, uh, if you're not sure you can pray lord search my heart convict me he will he will uh, in verse 8 the psalmist he continues to pray specifically uh, he's just pouring his heart out to the lord uh, praise God! He's pouring his heart out to the Lord. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, come with the right heart, and then pour your heart out to the Lord. If you're angry, what if you can't have trouble coming with the right heart? Pray, Lord, to help me to come with the right heart and to pour my heart out to You. Lord, help me to have a right heart to pour my heart out to You. Uh, this man is pouring his heart out, praying specifically. Um, verse 8, he prays specifically about uh, the loss of the comfort of friends, friends and family perhaps, uh, as his trial, his affliction has continued. Uh, maybe he's quarantined, uh, maybe, he, maybe he has leprosy, and he's, he's dealing with uh, ceremonial uncleanness and he's been uh, set apart because of that according to the law. We don't know exactly what's going on, but, but we do know that, well, what he says in verse 8, he's praying, Lord, thou hast put away mine acquaintances far from me. Again, he gives God credit for what he is experiencing. No, no doubt he doesn't like it, but he understands God is in control. God has at least allowed this. Lord, thou hast put away mine acquaintances far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up. Uh, maybe shut in is the idea Uh, and I cannot come forth Um, Job felt the same way we looked at Jonah turn back to Job 19 Job felt the same way Uh, remember all of his trials Job 19 turn there please Um, all of his trials not not correction Lord viewed him as perfect very mature upright righteous man um, and then the Lord allowed Satan to pour trial into his life. There was a purpose for the Lord to allow that. But as he experienced uh, affliction, uh, loss of his wealth, loss of his children, uh, loss of his, his goods, um, he began to experience the loss of friendship. There were those three friends, right? Uh, Rich, they seem to just be causing him more spiritual harm than good, though, right? Uh, Job 19.13, He put my brethren far from me. Mine acquaintances are verily, truly estranged from me. My kinsfolk have failed. They're not here. My family, my familiar friends have forgotten me. That's how he felt, but probably how it was. Uh, They that dwell in mine house, verse 15, and my maids count me for a stranger. I'm an alien in their sight, so... Uh, Verse 16, I called my servant. He gave me no answer. I entreated him with my mouth. My breath is strange to my wife. Well, the one that told him to curse God and die. Though I entreated for the children's sake of mine own body, yea, young children despise me. I arose and they spake uh, against me. Um, The psalmist and Job uh, both experienced the loneliness that we can sometimes experience um, in trials. Brother Ray, sometimes it's, we, it's just how we feel, right? We just feel lonely. Uh, other times, there's, there's some degree of reality to the way we feel, right? People forsake us sometimes uh, in times of trial. They don't like to see someone who's very ill. Uh, We don't like to see someone who's going through a great difficulty. We don't like to see or or be with someone who is struggling emotionally, perhaps because of some of these other trials. That's discomforting. And so there's a natural tendency to pull away from uh, that individual. Uh, That's an unloving tendency. Amen? That's an unloving tendency. Uh, we're, we're called to demonstrate love to the afflicted, to those going through trials. Remember back in James, uh, James one twenty-seven. James says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widow uh, in their affliction. You know, seek out those that are struggling the most. Demonstrate some love uh, to them practically. Uh, that's the Lord's desire, but we have to be commanded to do that because it's our natural disinclination or naturally disinclined uh to do that lord help us to be aware of that disinclination naturally to kind of pull away from those who are experiencing the worst trials because the trials discomfort us lord give us hearts instead to lovingly seek to comfort those who are going through the worst trials lord you comfort us You, you 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 help us with any discomfort that we may experience as a result of that by the way when you choose to go and minister to someone who is going through a great trial you know you may be discomforted at the anticipation of the difficulty of the trial my grandmother had this fall last night I mentioned that this morning and We saw a picture of her today. Her face is all bruised up and it's it's discomforting to see that someone, you know, might anticipate that, not want to go and see that. I understand that. But when you choose to go and and minister to someone in the midst of a trial, do you leave more discomforted or, or do you tend to leave more encouraged? And, and glad that you went, and uh, with the sense of satisfaction, with the sense that you've ministered and done some good, and, and God is pleased by that. Is it is it the former or the latter? It's the latter, isn't it? Always, always. Lord, give us hearts to minister to people who are in the midst of the worst trials. Uh, you've called us to do that to demonstrate love. You've commanded it because we need to be commanded. It's not our natural inclination. Uh, sometimes the loneliness that people experience in the midst of afflictions is because we're not there for them it's not just how they feel uh, it's that we're not ministering to them the way that we should Lord, lord help us by the way if if you're the one experiencing the trial and there's not many coming to minister to you to encourage you the temptation is to feel lonely but are you ever truly alone Are you ever truly alone? You have a Savior who's promised to not leave you nor forsake you. You have to lean hard on that truth sometimes. Uh, Lord, help me. Remember that you're always with me. Uh, Indwelling me. Not just with me like this, but in me. Kind of with me. Amen. 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 That said, Lord, give us hearts to minister to people as they are experiencing trials and afflictions. You've called us to demonstrate love to those who need it the most. Help us to prioritize your command and the needs of the needy over our own concern for our own discomfort. Look at verse 9. This man is crying. uh, Literal tears, I I believe, and his literal tears, his, his crying... Causes him to cry out to Lord, uh, verse nine. Mine eyes mourneth. That's poetic language, brother Ray. I think that's a picture of literal crying. My eyes mourneth. Uh, he's crying by reason of affliction. You ever been? You've been so discomforted that you've cried. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. This this man is there too. Mine eyes mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I've stretched out my hands. Uh, unto thee uh he's in a place where you know, it's just it's, it's become a lie he's he's crying uh, and he's crying out to the lord and you know i i don't know about you but I believe here you you can sense that this is a man who Zach he seems to be a little bit frustrated with the lord there seems to be a hint uh, of frustration with the lord right lord uh, I've called upon daily upon thee i've I've stretched out my hands unto thee and uh, there's, you just, you, you could just hear that more than a hint, I think, of, of frustration with the Lord. You ever get frustrated with the Lord? You don't have to raise your hand. Uh, but if we're being honest, probably many of us would say, yeah, I, I get it. I, I know how this man feels. There's trial. that was going on for a long time and, and it just seemed like, you know, the Lord should have helped him. Well, the Lord has his purposes lord has his purposes lord help us when we're frustrated with you to remember that you act with purpose you've revealed many of your purposes for trials in in scripture uh you teach us to 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 um, rejoice uh to to celebrate the fact that you use trials uh to grow us to keep us close to you to perfect us all, all the things um but you you can you can just see that there's there's some frustration Brother Ray the Lord understands that he shows us that he understands that that doesn't mean it's it's okay but boy when when we're there we do well to cry out Lord I'm frustrated Uh, you know help me to not be frustrated with you Uh, it just admit it he knows Lord I'm, I'm frustrated. Uh, I've been praying and praying and praying. Paul prayed three times. The Lord said, "Nah, you're going to continue in the in that trial." And Paul understood that he had. The Lord had purposes for that. Lord help us to have the same heart. Uh, the psalmist goes on and and he begins to develop an argument with the Lord uh, as to why the Lord should uh, heal him and protect him from the grave. He basically says uh, to the Lord, "Lord, Lord, if you let me die." I'll not be able to praise you, well, to people this side of the grave. And, Lord, don't you want me to continue to do that? Well, Gary, the Lord does want us to praise him uh, and to praise him to others, uh, to praise the Lord uh, to him and to praise him to others. Certainly, uh, he does desire that. This this man is, uh, like I said, developing an argument, sort of a, almost attorney-like. Lord, I, I don't think you should... Uh, You should uh, condemn me to uh, the grave at this time because of X, Y, and Z. Um, Maybe his heart's not so bad here, Brother Ray. If his heart is to uh, be alive and healthy so that he can minister uh, and have a life that pleases the Lord in in that ministry and, and praise God to others... Uh, rather than dying, maybe that 's not the worst heart in the world. Gary, that 's not always the lord's choice, though right? Sometimes the Lord would just call a man home and, and prefer that he worship the Lord uh, in his presence. Uh, see here so, so there's some truths here that we can see uh, and be encouraged by. Uh, well, look at verse 10. Wilt, he, he asks, he prays, "Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and, and praise thee? Um, well. We're looking at resurrection as as the answer yes the answer is yes but i don't think that's what's in view here he's thinking if i die lord i'll, I'll not be able to praise you to others this side of the grave uh, the way you might want me to look at verse 11 he says shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave or thy faithfulness in destruction destruction of my body in my life shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness uh, in the land of of forgetfulness. Uh, Lord, uh, heal me that I might uh, continue to praise you for who you are and and what you're like to others, Uh, that they might come to know you, uh, that the lost might find you, that the believer might be encouraged uh, in, in their walk with you. Uh, If if this is genuinely his heart, that's not a bad thing. Uh, Brother Ray, if he's just trying to make an argument to the Lord to get his own way, that's not a good thing, right? That's not a good thing. If If this is a man who's arguing, Lord, you should save me no matter what from the grave because of what I think, that's not good. But if there's a genuineness in his heart here, Lord, would you extend my days so that I might praise you to others, encourage some to come to you, encourage others to grow in their walk with you. Uh, If that's his genuine heart, and I don't know. I don't know for sure, honestly. But if it's a genuine heart, that's not the worst thing. Gary, I prefer your heart. God, whatever you choose, right? Whatever you choose, Lord, You know here here i am if you choose to heal me and and give me time to worship you and to serve you and to praise you to others i'm your man if you choose to call me home i'll worship you in your presence whatever it is god uh you've redeemed me you've purchased me i'm yours take me use me any way you want that's the best heart in the world that's the best heart in the world uh, if this man's heart is genuine, Lord, save me from the grave that I might praise you. That's not the worst thing. Uh, it's not the worst thing. Uh, I do appreciate that he appeals to, he, he alludes to some of the Lord's attributes that make him so praiseworthy. And, and let's, let's look at that for a second because, Rich, right now we're still living this side of the grave, right? Uh, we're still on this side of heaven. Still, very much called to be in the business of praising the Lord and worshiping Him, praising Him for who He is and, and what He's like, and you know there is a little catalog here of things that make the Lord so very praiseworthy. Uh, so you can you can look at, at the arguments the man makes here, the psalmist, uh, his loving kindness. Uh, his his loving kindness is the Lord love. Is there a loving kindness that is his one of his attributes? I'll get my words out. Uh, brother ray that that make him worthy to be praised sure enough he's a loving god he's a kind god those attributes fit together there's a wonderful loving kindness that is the, the one of the lord's attributes that is one of the reasons that he's so worthy uh, of our praise lord i'll praise you uh the, tonight for for your loving kindness you're a loving and kind god you're worthy of uh, of our praise. We, we praise you tonight just for that, uh, for that. Certainly, uh, his loving kindness makes him worthy of praise. Psalm 63 and verse 3, uh, the psalmist says, because he's praying, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. He says, Lord, your loving kindness is better than life, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to praise you for that. Lord, give us a heart to praise you uh, for your attributes. They're, they're better than life itself. Well, you're better than life itself, Lord. Uh, there's so many other examples um, that we, we could look at. Um, so he, he, he alludes to the Lord's loving kindness. He alludes to the Lord's faithfulness. Is, is the Lord faithful? Is he faithful to you? Has he ever been anything less than that? No, he hasn't. He reveals himself to be faithful. He's proven himself to be faithful, to keep his promises. Brother Ray, I don't have to spend a moment being anxious that the Lord will not keep his promises to me because he is a faithful God. He can't be unfaithful. Uh, He is a faithful God. Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore the Lord thy God. He is God, the faithful God. That's who he is. That's his nature, his character, one of his attributes uh, is he worthy of being praised for that? Yes, he is. Lord, give us a heart to praise you for that first Corinthians one nine first Corinthians one nine God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's a faithful, faithful God. Is he a righteous God? The psalmist in verse twelve here uh, appeals to his righteousness and his desire to praise the Lord for his righteousness. Uh, yeah, he's a righteous God. And he, he deserves to be praised by us for his uh, righteousness. Uh, make, uh, make a note, Psalm 48, 10. Psalmist says, he prays, According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is Full of righteousness, he's perfectly righteous. Um, in Psalm 119 and Psalm 137, that begins one of those new strophes, the Sadi strophe. The psalmist says, "Righteous art Thou, O Lord, and upright are they, Thy Thy judgments." Is he? Is his righteousness? Is his righteousness an attribute that? makes him worthy of our praise. Most definitely, most certainly. Uh, I got one more. Would you turn to Jeremiah 23, please? You probably know where we're going. Uh, Jeremiah 23. We'll end here shortly. Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. You might have anticipated that. (laughs) Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a what? What does it say? Righteous branch. Who's that? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judas shall be saved. Praise God. And Israel, there in the north, shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby... He shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. That's a name the Lord applies to himself. Is it all caps in your Bible? The Lord, our righteousness. Um, It's about Christ, right? The Lord is righteous. Brother Ray Remember, sort of the mechanics of our salvation, right? The cross makes it possible... For his righteousness to be imputed to me, to be paid on to my account, that I might be justified before the Lord God. It's the righteousness of Christ, perfect, spotless righteousness, that makes it possible for me to be viewed by God the Father as righteous. That's how it works. You need a righteous savior to make that possible. Um, Is the Lord in his righteousness, uh, is he worthy of our praise? Lord, give us hearts to praise you, to worship you from the heart. Let this be encouragement to us. Is this man just building an argument with the Lord? I don't know for sure. I, I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that he's, Raising some truths that are just that. They're truth. The Lord is faithful. He has a wonderful loving kindness. He is righteous. Um, He is worthy to be praised by all of his people who are living this side of the grave, this side of heaven. This is our Lord. This is our Savior. Rich, we all be excited about these things. Uh, and 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 be encouraged be motivated motiv- i 'll get it motivated by his attributes to praise him uh to worship him and to praise him uh, to others when you think about the lord's attributes um, yup talk about the Lord to the lost uh tell the lost who he is and what he's like and, and how they can have the same relationship with him that we have, sure enough but Don't forget we can and should encourage each other with these same truths. Hey, you have a God who has wonderful, loving kindness. Why don't you just go and talk to him, pour your heart out to him, as this man did. Hey, you have a God who is faithful to keep his promises. He's there for you in the midst of this trial. Why don't you go just pour your heart out to him, seek him, yield to him, ask him for grace to endure the trial. Hey, you have a God who's perfectly righteous. Why don't you go pour your heart out to him? He's never going to harm you. Everything that he does is consistent with his loving kindness and faithfulness and his righteousness. He's a good God. Ought we to praise him? Ought we to worship him? Ought we to pour our hearts out to him when we're in a bad place? Perhaps because of a trial. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we should. Um, Balance of the psalm, we'll we'll not look at it for time's sake tonight. I encourage you to read it before you go to sleep tonight. Uh, It might be viewed as sort of like a second verse of the song. He reiterates some of the same ideas. He does add some ideas, but basically just reiterates some of the same ideas. Uh, He prayed morning and evening, day and night, and perhaps this sort of repetition of some of these ideas reflects that. Lord, give us hearts to pour hearts out to you, to seek comfort from you with hearts that are right before you. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, tonight that you are there for us. You're a good God, a God of great loving and kindness and faithfulness and righteousness. Lord, you do allow afflictions and various trials into our lives, sometimes to correct us, sometimes to encourage our reliance upon you. Lord, you're growing us. You're perfecting us. Never seek to harm us. Father, I pray that you help us to keep these things in mind when we face trials. Lord, when we're tempted to frustration, when we feel like we're at the end of our rope, Pray that you remind us to pour hearts out to you. To come and and pray right from our hearts. Detailed prayers, specific prayers. Acknowledging that you're active, active and present in our lives. Lord, search our hearts when we do. If there's sin that needs to be confessed... Show us that, convict us of that. Give us hearts to confess that. Lord, if there's trials that are just going to continue on for your purposes, help us to accept that. To seek your grace to continue on. And even to praise you. Whether we can see your purposes or not. We know you have great purposes. Lord, I thank you tonight that you are active and present. You're working in our lives. You're not a far-off God. You're a God who indwells us. You're present in a special way in our church this evening, and you're a God who indwells each of us. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Father, I don't know tonight if someone is feeling a bit like this psalmist Maybe there's someone or, or several of us who just need to pour our hearts out to the Lord tonight. Lord, you know where I am. You know the distress I'm in. Lord, I'm going to just pour my heart out to you tonight. Even now, ask you to comfort me. Ask you to work in my heart. And Lord, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you and praise you that I can. You are worthy of that. I'll give you a moment to Lord, i thank you tonight that you you hear our prayers you are there for us
1: always
0: lord i know there can be sin that hinders our prayers i understand that but thank you you're a god who is always there for us you hear us father i pray tonight when we find ourselves in a place like this psalmist that we we don't delay We don't hesitate to pour hearts out to you. Trusting you as a faithful God to hear our prayers, to work in our lives, to comfort as only you can. Father, I love you tonight. I thank you. And pray this in Jesus' name up here. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, Zach, you come, please. Now, are you gonna, Are we going to sing the song that's up there? The old account was settled, number 675. Let's stand together. Uh, we'll sing number 675. Let's, let's sing it uh, with enthusiasm. Let's sing it with gratitude tonight. Uh, let's celebrate what the Lord has accomplished in our salvation tonight. Lord, give us hearts filled with gratitude tonight. Give us hearts to praise you and worship you as we close tonight. You close us in prayer, please. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Appreciate you.
1: All right, let's all please stand as we turn to 675. We'll sing the first and the last of The Old Account Settled, or 675. The time on earth when in the book of heaven An old account was standing for sins yet unforgiven My name was at the top and many things below I went unto the keeper and settled long ago Long ago, long ago Yes, the old account was settled long ago And the records clear today for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago O sinner seek the lord repent of all your sin for thus he hath commanded if you would enter in and then if you should live a hundred years below up there you'll not regret it you settled long ago long ago long ago yes the old account was settled long ago Record's clear today, for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long all ago. All right. Mm. all right, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we do pray for uh, the Garcias as they're uh, traveling. We pray you to get them back home safely. Uh, we thank you for the message we've heard. We pray that you would uh, help us to be submitted to your Holy Spirit through this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.